Hello, and welcome to the Groovy Writer Podcast, where we explore how to find your writing groove, regardless of your circumstances. I'm your host, author and MFA instructor, Nicole McGinnis. everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to record a fairly quick episode and it's also going to be pretty much 100% unscripted. I want to talk about the revision and editing parts of the novel writing or just project writing process. The reason it's going to be a little bit of a quick episode today is because I have several classes that are wrapping up, I have grading deadlines, and all of those wonderful non-writing tasks that need to be done. But I definitely wanted to finish up and round out the how to write a novel series that I've been doing. I've already covered pre-writing, drafting, um, and also sort of the transition between the two. And So to bring things sort of full circle, we have revision and editing, which really are two separate things, but I'm going to talk about them both. And then probably, I think in all likelihood, I will be revisiting this topic again in a future episode because it really is so important. So first of all, what's the difference between revision and editing? Here's how I think of it. I think of revision as taking a draft which is hopefully fairly complete. It still will probably be somewhat rough, although likely you've done more than one draft of your project, hopefully, before you really get into serious revision. So I think of it as taking that draft in chunks, looking at it in big chunks, and looking for concerns such as continuity. How is the flow of the story overall in terms of the entire arc from beginning to end of that story. Continuity between characters, you know, where they were in one scene versus where they are in the next scene, etc. Continuity of the timeline is also really important. So you want to make sure that during revision, your timeline is consistent. Even if you're jumping back and forth from past to present, those sorts of things. So again, revision is working with those larger, chunkier, clunkier, bigger, really noticeable issues. Editing, on the other hand, and I'll talk more about each. Editing, I think of as running a very, very fine-toothed comb over the final, almost final, product. So editing always comes after revision, which makes sense if you think about it. Think of cleaning a room that has become very messy and you need to clean this place up. You're probably not going to start by polishing the woodwork. What you're probably going to do is haul out the trash, grab any laundry that's strewn about and put that in the washing machine. You're going to deal with the big stuff first. Then as the room gets tidier, then you can start looking at the dust level on the cupboards and the windows that might need to be washed, etc., etc. So revision and editing is very, very much like that. Typically, you will always do revision first, work out those big lumps, those big problems in a manuscript. And then once those are pretty worked out and smoothed out, you can go back through in editing and then really put that polish on the manuscript. 
I find that typically there are several drafts when I'm working on a project and then probably slightly fewer rounds of revision and then typically just one or two editing passes before I consider that project done. For me, done means ready to send off to my agent, say, so that she can send it out on submission to publishers. That is a topic for an entirely different episode or series of episodes. I've actually just wrapped up one of my publishing classes that I teach for the MFA program, and we talk a lot about that and of the importance of making sure that a manuscript is really polished to within an inch of its life before it goes out. You might not have an agent. You might not be interested in having an agent. You might not be interested in publishing traditionally at all. But even if you want to self-publish or just put this thing online for other fans of this genre or this category to read, it is generally a very, very good idea when completing a project, a writing project, to really make it as strong as it can be. So those are some of the basic hallmarks of revision and editing. As I said, once I have a fairly solid draft, and there will probably be, for me, several drafts of a project involved. And as I have said in previous episodes, for anyone who has listened to those, I do not write in a linear fashion. So I don't start at the beginning of, say, draft number one, right all the way through to the end. I write in a very non-linear, jumping around wherever I need to or want to type of fashion. I do, to an extent, the same things with each successive draft after that first very rough draft, but I do find that I start to fall in line a little bit from draft to draft, and before I know it, I'm actually reading and working on and fixing and tinkering in more and more of a linear fashion as I create more drafts. Different writers have completely different ways of handling this. Something that I also find interesting is that some writers tend to revise as they go. So even with that first draft, the rough draft, they will want the writing to be as clean as possible as they're writing. Personally, I'm not a big fan of that. For me, I feel like I really need to take that initial opportunity of a first draft to get all of the creativity, all of the story, all of those initial sparks. I've talked about those in an earlier episode as well on pre-writing. I really need to commit those to the Word document. I don't want to stop and fix my sentence structure. I don't want to stop and think about, should I take this scene out or should I leave it? I want to just get the raw material where it needs to be. Because from there, I am free to tinker at will. And I don't have to worry about losing great ideas, losing trains of thought. And as I've said before, my drafts tend to be just, I think the term I used was dumpster fires. They're really not good, my first rough drafts. But it's sort of like reading your own handwriting for those who don't have great handwriting. You can read it. Someone else might look at it and say, that's chicken scratch. I can't read that at all. When I have all the raw material down, I know exactly eventually what I want to do with it. So I definitely in revision, I won't start serious revision until I actually have a solid draft. Now, does that mean I won't occasionally see something obvious that I think, okay, that needs to go and I won't touch it? No, I will do, I'll tinker here and there while I'm drafting because as we know, some things just are glaringly obvious 
we come back to them a few days later and realize, yeah, that doesn't work at all. That character doesn't work or that scene doesn't work. So I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a purist and I don't allow myself to touch anything until the draft is done. But there is a very definitive phase where I make the conscious choice, okay, I am going to look at this draft and as a whole, and now I am I'm switching into revision mode. I'm putting on my revision hat, so to speak. And what that does, again, for me, it's almost a an intuitive sort of subconscious thing, but it allows the creative part of my brain to take a little bit of a rest because likely that creative part has gotten a serious workout for, could be months, could be over a year, could be two years. I tend to be um, a bit of a slow writer compared to many of these dynamos who seem to write a book every few months. I just don't know how they do it. But however long it takes, I've been in that creative mode. It's it's a creative output mode. So when I switch over and I'm done with a draft, however many drafts it's been, I finally feel like, okay, this thing is less of a dumpster fire now. It's pretty solid. The basics are there. It's a basically good final-ish draft. Then I switch over to that revision mode. I let my creative part of my brain refuel, take a break, go to sleep, whatever it needs to do. And it will still come a little bit into play during revision. But what I find is that once I'm in that revision mode, I am almost instantaneously in a much more analytical mode. So now I am looking at that draft for, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, things like continuity character arcs? Do they work? Or is there sort of a blip where things don't make sense? I'm looking for missing information. Have I written a scene where it all made sense in my head, but when I look at it analytically on paper, I realize the reader is not going to know certain things that are very key for them to know. Here's another very important thing that I haven't mentioned yet about starting the revision process. It is widely considered to be very, very important and very helpful to put a draft away before starting the revision process. This can be hard to do. We can be really excited about having a draft, but I have never not had it benefit a manuscript when I have put a draft away. And the longer, the better. If I can work on another project or just take a break from that project or any project altogether for a week, a month, A year might be too long, but you never know. I would say at least a couple of weeks is ideal. And even longer is good because what you will likely find is that you come back to that work with fresh eyes. Your brain is rested. You've been doing other things. Life has been going on and you come back to it. And all of a sudden you have more objectivity. When you get into that analytical mode, it really packs more of a punch. So please, When you have a good solid draft, pat yourself on the back, have a celebration, make yourself a cake or have someone else make you a cake, whatever works, celebrate. It is a huge, massive accomplishment. Then even if it feels counterintuitive and you want to just start diving into this thing to revise, please, please, please put it away. It's a good way to train your brain for this part of the process. It's learning to have that discipline to say, no, I need to let it set for a little bit. Okay. So once you do get into the revision, as I mentioned, I tend to work more in a linear fashion at this point. I will typically start at the beginning. And as I'm reading through 
a draft and I'm first in that revising mode, an interesting thing tends to happen. Not only am I a little more analytical, a little more objective, but I find myself reading in sort of a removed, almost hands-off kind of way. I might try to read the draft all the way through before actually starting to change anything, at least do one clean reading. Honestly, though, I typically am not able to do that because I'll start to see little issues or glaring issues. And I just, at that point, I've already been away from it for several weeks and I frankly just can't keep my hands off of it. I need to get in there and start revising. So again, looking at the big stuff, here is where I will also do something that I do during the drafting process, which I mentioned in the drafting episode. And that is I will keep a document, a separate document of any material that I cut. I don't necessarily have to keep a document of any material I've changed because I will continue to mail every day's email, every day's work to myself at the end of the writing session. Even if I've made fairly minimal changes, I will mail the entire document to myself, the manuscript document, and sometimes the cut material document as well, depending on how flexible and fluid it still is and how uncertain I might be about whether or not I will use some of that cut material. So I'm routinely saving the work every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And I do find that happens as I get farther along in revising that I will sometimes email a couple different emails containing that document because the changes are are starting to become significant and they're changing things quite a bit. And I always want to have an earlier draft to revert to in case there's a catastrophic system failure, my whole system crashes, you can always get into your email from another computer. So that's super, super, super important. So again, I'll tend to work a bit in a linear fashion until I come to a section, a scene, a chapter where I realize, uh uh-oh, I need to go back. I need to backtrack 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pages and rework that again. It's part of the reason that I take this removed light touch approach because I don't want anything, especially this first revision pass, I don't want anything too set in stone. I don't want to change something and solidify it cement it down so much that it's going to be hard to come back and continue to tweak it. So my first pass pretty much goes like that until I reach the end. I will then tend to put a project away again, but not for as long as I did with a draft. It might be just a few days. Come back to it, do another revision pass, or if during the first revision I had a particular chapter, scene, character, setting description that I just, I couldn't seem to get it right. Typically when that happens, I don't want to keep fighting with it because I find that that doesn't tend to result in my best work. If there's something that's really resisting me, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to rework it well. And I start to wonder, should I even keep it? I will tend to just highlight that whole section, maybe in bright yellow or something, maybe make a note to myself in the margin or wherever is easiest and just leave it. I'm going to come back and do another revision pass anyway, so I'll just leave it for the time being. Often on that second or third revision pass, I have an aha moment at some point and I know exactly what to do. And that again is very much thanks to between passes putting the draft away. So when I finally feel, let's say I've done two or three revision passes where I've dealt with the main issues. The storyline is pretty smoothed out. The timeline is consistent. The characters are consistent. Things generally make sense and it's looking pretty strong, but I really haven't spent a long time looking at editing issues such as grammar, punctuation, formatting, 
this is when I will then put on my editing hat. And that tends to be even further removed artistically and creatively than when I'm revising. Because with editing, it's basically a signal to myself in my brain that says, okay, this is good. What it needs now is the final polish. It needs typos fixed. It needs other errors fixed. You might go to a line, and it's called line editing for this reason, where you might have a line where there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but you just think that could be better. The wording could be better. I could tighten it up or I could add more detail, or I could just work on my word choice a little bit. It's just sort of blah. This is where you do that. And so in editing, I really am not looking at the work as a whole, the way I am in revision. It's a definite shift. I am looking paragraph by paragraph, sentence by sentence, line by line, word by word. It is a close up with your magnifying glass in good lighting, taking stock, of how this thing reads at a sentence level. In my experience, if you've done a good job with revision and you've made a few revision passes, editing should go fairly smoothly. Some writers don't care for this stage because they tend to identify more with being very creative and they're storytellers. They're not grammarians. They're not great with spelling, punctuation, these tiny little issues, that's fine. Find your best English major friend and hand it over and let them know I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil you if you will go through this thing and edit out typos, language usage errors, etc. And on that note of language usage, of course, in a piece of fiction, there is artistic license. You don't necessarily want your characters always speaking in a grammatically correct fashion. That's not how people speak. I was an English major and now I teach English and writing and I throw in plenty of dunno, whatever, you know, just turns of phrase that are not grammatically correct and formal. I tend to be a very informal speaker, as some of you can probably pick up in at least parts of this podcast. So hopefully your editing process goes fairly smoothly, whether you are your own line editor or you hand it to someone who is. And then again, if you've if you've done your best work leading up to that point, that really is the final polish stage. From there, it's up to you to do whatever you want with this manuscript. My students are often very interested in having work traditionally published, whether it's poetry, fiction, nonfiction, personal essays, whatever it might be. And so I do caution them that to avoid that dreaded slush pile, again, I'll do a future episode on publishing issues, but to basically have your work seen and avoid having it tossed aside, it is so important to just really try to polish it until it shines. Take care of the issues. Please don't think, oh, I'm going to query agents and the agent will fix it or they'll let me know what I need to fix. They might to some extent, but if the writing is sloppy or there are errors that aren't caught or the writer clearly hasn't taken the time to invest in making that manuscript as wonderful and perfect and free of errors as possible. If you think about it, it's pretty understandable that an agent or an editor, if you're sending it directly to editors at publishing houses, might look at that and think, well, this writer clearly didn't take the time to make this shine, so why should I bother reading it? We really do want to put our best foot forward when it comes to sending out our writing and engaging in a solid, thorough revision process, followed by a very careful 
detailed, persnickety editing process is the right way to do that. It's a way to honor your work and probably your long amounts of time that you've spent on this project up to that point. So please don't try to take shortcuts when it comes to this part of the process. All right, I need to get back to grading. So that's going to be it for today. And if you have any questions or comments about this, or there's anything you would like me to get into in further detail, let me know. I have my website, NicoleMcGinnis.com. I'm on Instagram, The Groovy Writer. Feel free to reach out and let me know what you'd like to hear more of or less of. And thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Groovy Writer Podcast. You can connect with the podcast on my website at NicoleMcInnes.com and on Instagram at The Groovy Writer. The intro and outro music is Retro by Wayne Jones. Until next time, write on, Groovy Writers. Write on. <laughs>